My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 33. episode, I want to talk about prints. You remember prints, right? Little pieces of paper with pictures on them. Your parents probably had albums or maybe boxes of them that you would flip through on holidays or birthdays or the night before you went off to college. The act of printing photographs has changed dramatically since I bought my first camera in 1982, and necessarily so. With film cameras, you had to make prints, even just contact prints, in order to see what you'd shot. Unless, of course, you were shooting slides. But even then, if you were regularly shooting slides, chances are you had a slide projector and one of those clumsy fold-up screens, or at least a favorite wall. The point is, the act of looking at photos used to be a completely separate act than the act of taking photos, since film offered no way to chimp as you shot. With digital, however, it's all more or less the same process. Shoot, look at what you shot. If you missed it or it wasn't quite right, you do it again. But if you did get it, you move on. And once you post that shot to social media, you may never look at it again, other than to check the number of likes. I've always loved looking at prints. The tactility of holding a print in my hands always felt like the final step of the process. And without it, the photo was somehow unfinished. Although, even when I did shoot film, I didn't print everything I shot, not individually anyway. Once I developed a roll, I would sleeve it and make a contact sheet. And then I would make my selects and print off the ones that I really liked. Again, partially because I loved looking at prints, but it was really because I loved the practice of printing in the darkroom. For years, I think I took pictures just so I could spend more time in my darkroom making prints. Most of them ended up in boxes or in binders rather than on the wall, which sort of gets us to the point of this particular iteration. As you might imagine, I have quite a few friends who are photographers at a variety of different levels. And many of these photographer friends offer prints of their work, either on their own websites or on some sort of affiliate or fulfillment site like Shopify or Redbubble. What I don't have, however, are a lot of friends who are actually selling prints beyond a few here or there. And I've been thinking about it for quite a while, and I think I have a theory that may at least partially explain what's going on. Let's say you go to Amazon and you buy a pair of shoes that cost you $100. The shoes arrive in a couple of days, and you open the box only to realize that you now have to order a pair of soles before you can enjoy the shoes you just bought, which will double or even triple the price of the shoes. If that were the case, how often would you buy shoes? And I think this is sort of what's happening in the photo art print market, at least within a certain price range that, for the sake of argument, we can call the middle. As a customer, you find a print that you like, and again, let's say it costs between $100 and $200. But before you're able to enjoy that print on your wall, you need to put it in a frame. Now, if the print costs $20 or $30 or even $40, Maybe you'd be fine putting it in an inexpensive frame from Ikea. But if you're like me, a print that's in that $100 to $200 range deserves something a little better. The problem is framing is expensive, especially if you have it done. For example, I called a local Michael store, which is also sort of in the middle. It's not the low end, but it's certainly not a high-end custom framer. And I asked them what the average cost would be to frame an 11 by 17 print. Nothing too extravagant, but not 
bottom of the barrel either. I was told that the range would be between about $150 and $300, give or take. So now that $100 print becomes a $300 or more project that involves multiple trips to the framer to select a frame and a mat, and then waiting a week or more to get it back before you can finally hang it on the wall and enjoy it. Now, I have purchased or traded for or been given literally dozens of prints that are in tubes or sleeves or boxes that I have yet to frame and ultimately may not frame for exactly this reason. It's one of the reasons that I prefer photo books. For less than the cost of a single print, never mind the frame, I can get a deeper, more compelling representation of a given photographer or artist's work, which allows me to potentially connect to that artist on a deeper level than had I just purchased a single print that would likely never see the light of day past the initial unboxing. I think it's worth mentioning that this whole theory really only applies to buying those sort of mid-ranged prints for aesthetic reasons rather than as an investment. No offense to any photographers who may be listening, but the odds of a $100 print by random street photographer X skyrocketing in value are pretty slim. And not because the work isn't good. It's more that the number of photographers trying to get their prints out into the world has grown exponentially relative to the base of potential customers, collectors, or patrons. Collecting prints for investment as fine art or art with a capital A is a different story. If you're buying a Brisson or an Eggleston or a Bertinsky or a Crudson, chances are the additional money for the frame is insignificant for you, or certainly not a deciding factor on whether or not you're going to purchase. Alternately, prints at that level may already be framed, which I think is something that more photographers should consider. When it comes to prints, those three little words, ready to hang, may be the key to selling more work. Instead of thinking of yourself simply as an artiste, think of your art also as a service. How can you serve your patrons or clients? Maybe you can do the legwork of selecting a frame and a mat and offer the print as a complete ready-to-hang product the way you think it should be framed so that the customer only needs to decide where they want to hang it. Or maybe expand your offering beyond prints into photo products like pillows or phone cases or mouse pads. The photo product market is growing at nearly 10% a year, which means the demand for new product is on the rise. Still, if that doesn't interest you and you really want to stick to printing only on paper, consider a zine or a photo book. Self-publishing has gotten not only easier, but the print quality has gotten exponentially better. Though the barrier of entry is still a little steeper than a single print in terms of cost and the required skill, I think you open yourself up to a much wider audience. Look, I know the idea of making photographs and releasing signed and numbered limited edition prints sounds amazing, but the reality is that the entire photography industry is changing, and that includes how you get your work in front of people. Setting limits on how you present your work can limit how successful you are. Meet your audience where they are. Make it easier for them not just to buy your work, but actually enjoy it. Think about how you can serve people with your art or craft you might end up being surprised where it leads. Be sure to check the show notes for links to a few of the things that have caught my eye recently, including the work of a terrific Russian photographer named Daria Belikova, whose work is absolutely stunning. It's a little Tim Walker, a little Mario Testino, and maybe a little Paolo Reversi, all wrapped up into one incredible body of work. 
Uh, lead Foo Fighter and former Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl has released uh, an amazing new documentary called Play that shows the preparation and performance of Dave playing every musical part of a 23-minute instrumental track. And it's, it's incredible. And if you're a fan of drawing or sketching or journaling, you'll love the Moleskine Project, which is a collective exhibition of artists' sketchbooks from all over the world, from a variety of different backgrounds. You can subscribe to Iterations in your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sadoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. Uh, be sure to check out my book, Photography by the Letter, available as both a paperback and a downloadable ebook at photographybytheletter.com. And if you'd like to see some of the other things that I've been working on, visit my site at jeffreysedoris.com. Uh, I'll be back in a week or two with another iteration, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, thanks again for your time. I appreciate you being here, and I will talk to you on the next one. <laughs>